Well, as you all go about your tasks, this is something new that's going to be happening. Essentially, events come up. So these are like the smaller cases that pop up that, you know, police officers have to respond to and stuff. Things that don't constitute cases on their own, but just, you know, little investigatory things, so to speak. So, uh, basically they do require somebody to investigate them, although you can choose not to, but who knows what effect that might have. So, this is what's going on. A call has come in from one of your co-workers, uh, Lisa Gainsbury, a member of Dispatch. Essentially, she was called out with her partner, Douglas Barber, and the two of them were investigating a section of the London subway. Apparently, there was a large crowd that had blocked up one of the passageways, but none of the people are going anywhere. They're all just seeming to stand around mm. uh, with glazed expressions on their faces. And Douglas, he tried pushing his way through the crowd to see what was going on, but then he just stopped and had the same expression come over his face, and he's just standing there in the crowd as well. And Lisa didn't know what to make of it, so she called in and decided to ask your opinions, because you guys are known as the specialists for weird stuff going on. Ah, yes. Um, I would not know what this is. I have no myth. I don't have a lot of myth encyclopedic knowledge, mm. but I think someone else in the group might... Although our big brain is in the hospital, actually, both of our uh, both of our people with myth knowledge are out of commission. Yeah, jeez, oh, um, Houston isn't at, here. And... At this, Jack actually comes in, and he's got like a lot of shopping bags, which seem to have the symbol of like a local pet store on them. And he sets Fisher down, then begins setting up like around his desk, like a little play area almost, mm. like a water dish. Uh, you know, um, like a salt, like um, basically a bunch of fruits and vegetables, and sort of like a little metal fence for like a pen that you keep animals in. And Fisher jumps it and jumps across half the room in a single bound, for that matter. But Jack is just, look, I figure the fence will basically mock his area. You know. Uh, right. Listen. Yeah? You're the only person here right now, now that Dubois out, that has any sort of knowledge on myths. Oh, yeah. We got a call from the tube. Apparently there's some weird thing going on. Would you be I... able to turn in to investigate that? Uh, well, I mean, I guess I could. I'll uh, give it a shot best I can. So, uh, alright. If you can, at least try and figure out what the hell's there. Okay. Give us a better idea of dealing with it. Alright, could one of you uh, look after Fisher while I'm gone? Oh, I'll do it. Alright, thanks. I'm great with animals. Awesome, thanks, Quincy. And so he uh, grabs his jack and he <coughs> So I'm going to quickly roll for Jack to see how he handles this. Oh, he's dead. <laughs> <gasps> Just fucking okay. murder. So, uh, what happens is Jack is able to figure out the problem. There's a faint bit of music that's going on. And after... St essentially, he... Uh, is able to get his hands on a pair of earplugs and go makes his way into the crowd. Apparently, there's a siren there a, 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 who looks like essentially a normal human being, but as you know, they have the ability to enrapture mortals with their music and make them crowd around. Essentially, a siren has essentially set up there with a guitar and is busting for money. But unfortunately, this has the side effect of causing people to just stand there and listen to her, and as a result, nobody can go in or out. Jack talks with her for a little bit, and she, and he asks her if she has a permit, and she didn't realize that she needed one because myths don't know a lot about human customs. After explaining that she needs a permit in order to bus properly, she packs up and leaves, and all the people go back to normal. Yeah. 
Mission accomplished. Yeah, the event's been taken care of, and both Lisa and Douglas, who is able to get out of his stupor, are both very thankful for your help with that. So, um, yeah, that takes care of that little event. Mm. And so all of you are basically able to take care of stuff for the rest of the day, then, yeah. regarding your respective things. During, while well, Jack's out, I do send him a text, and basically it's like, oh, by the way, um, Grove Mother is visiting tomorrow. Be on your best behavior. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, th- thanks, mate. Oh, right. Insider knowledge. Right. Uh, he sends you an emoji winky face. Uh, if this was Megan talking, of course, like, she'd be sending you so much else, but <laughs> I can't see inside Megan's head. Uh, so, as you all are doing your stuff, um, you guys are called into the meeting room by Hightower. Uh, he's walking back and forth, running a hand over his head as he's trying to, like, his eyes visibly darting back and forth in thought. Oh, you're, looks like you've got a bit of a buttermaker attitude going on. Uh, not exactly, just a bit of a complication, you might say. Uh, if the, if the three of you could take a moment, I need to speak to you involving... Um, in a little complication that she's put into the mix. So I sit I, down where, I, I'm, where I'm standing. I'm not sitting on the floor. Okay. Uh, Go ahead, man. Um, so Iris has called me from Mythtown. Essentially, she wanted to discuss the terms of our cooperation, uh, how we'll be working together and such, if it comes to that. And specifically, she brought up a very interesting point that despite the fact that we are the Mythos units and we work in the best interest of myths, there are no actual myths as a member of our team. I raised my hand. Yes, Quincy. I had an idea about that. Like, what if, um... Do you know about the bookworm? He can talk yes, now. Yes, yes. What about it? <laughs> if that were replacing wait. your character with the bookworm. Wait, 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 wait. Perfect. He can talk. Well, like, right. Artic- uh, He's uh, sentient. Yeah, yeah. And oh. he feels real bad, actually. I see. Like, he's real sad about what happened, and he uh, feels bad. And I think it's like, um, I'm not like a judge, but like, can we try someone who didn't used to be sentient? Isn't that like... I'll speak to the little fellow, and or, or he sort of like blinks a, for a second as if to say he can't believe he's saying this. I'll visit him tomorrow, tonight and speak to him about the possibility of reform. How small of a police badge can we make? Like, this small? I'm like, making like tiny Well, things. let's discuss that later. But, um, as for the matter at hand, it, Iris also pointed out that there are no humans working with the myths in Mythtown, so she was suggest- she brought up the possibility about a trade of agents, so to speak. What, like an exchange? Yes. As in, we send over one or more of our agents, and they send over one or more of theirs. And like at this, like Blackmore, kind of like you know, like looks like it's even thought. It's like this is kind of unprecedented. No myth has ever held any position of authority in the human in human society. So, this would be the first of its kind. So they want one of us over there. Yes. She really does want to shake my hand. <laughs> Uh, it's, uh, it's mostly like a hostage situation this, in case anything goes wrong. This just holds you by a knife. Well, this could, We've got your guy. <sighs> this could lend a method of understanding into how myth politics work. Uh, the person working for them, the human who would go over there, would 
be able to show them human methods of solving crimes and such, and they would also be able to help with relations and things. And the myth that's coming over here, we'd essentially be getting a voice uh, that isn't a human perspective, so to speak. This would definitely change things. Uh, but I wanted to see what you all had to say about it. Chip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, chip. I, I don't know, am I being compelled? Um, yeah, like, I'm gonna say that this is a compulsion. If you speak your mind about this, I'll get give you a fate point. If you swallow your opinion about it, you'll, I'll ask you to remove a fate point. Okay, yeah, no, Chip will say, do we really think we can trust myths? I mean, can we do a background check on them? Uh, do we know if they're even trained? We all had to go through some form of life. Academy. I'm sure um, that I'm sure that whoever it is that's being sent, it's being vetted by Iris. I doubt. Ah, yes, Iris. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure she has the best of intentions towards us. Well, I mean, to be fair, we do had we did have a librarian on our team for a long time. I do seem to remember Dubois not going through a lot of training. Yeah. Uh, but, she, but I don't Tara, think she was a librarian. But Tara's really nice, though. Yes, I'm well. Just <laughs> wait, wait, where do you work? As a librarian, no. She's a folklorist. Mm, oh. Yes. Well, <laughs> not, not the same at all. Yeah, not the same at all, but it, close it, enough it, for Blackmore. It, it's it's the kind of mistake that you would still train. She's a firearm. Was she? Yes. Yeah, she was. She had actually a fairly good skill at it, if memory serves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, she, I just remember that she waved her gun around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she actually passed the shop she just test with flying colors. Pull them home, see if this uh, myth passes the test. Maybe it yes, has well, like, maybe it has like, maybe it can hold multiple guns and it could pass it multiple times. <laughs> yes. Well, Chip, while apprehensions about a new member of the team might be understandable, considering that they don't have a, a background similar to ours in terms of training, let's cross that bridge and get to it. Maybe she's a myth, or he is a myth cop. Maybe they have like. I wonder what their uniforms look like. Well, we've seen the watch before, yes? Yeah, yeah. Ah, yes, centaurs. Horse poop to deal with. Very good. <laughs> Chip, if there's something that's bothering you, you can always say so. I think it's this thing that's bothering you. That's why he's being so abrasive. I'm just saying <laughs> that I thought the point was to bring pack users together so we could keep the myths from endangering people. Not inviting the myths in to endanger people. Chip, you know that the point of the Mythos unit is to investigate any crime in which a myth is involved. Not only the crimes committed by myths, but crimes committed against myths. This is a matter of cooperation. And if we are able to bring myths themselves onto our task force, we can show that we are truly invested in making sure that all individuals, myths and humans alike, are fairly represented. It's called affirmative action. <laughs> <laughs> I put my hand on his shoulder. And like, like Blackmore looks like he's about to say something, but then he like thinks about Quincy's point, and he's like... <sighs> so, while th- there are a lot of apprehensions against myths as it stands in this day and age, and parts of the Mythos unit's purpose is to alleviate these suspicions. I sincerely hope that this won't be a problem going forward for you. Look, I'll follow orders. Hmm. I just 
You were asking for opinions, and I gave you my opinion. Right. Alright then. Well, um, that's all I needed to say, just letting you know that Iris, during her visit tomorrow, will be by with two of her handmaidens, as well as the individual who she wishes to nominate for the Mythos unit. As uh, good. We didn't get a good look at them. Yes. And the rest of the evening is yours. Is there any more work that you want to do to prepare for Iris's visit? Um, have I already tried getting in contact with uh, Nog's girlfriend? Uh, yeah. Roll me streetwise uh, to head over to Myth Town and ask around. I'm going to buy plants. 19. Okay, um, yeah, you ask around with the descriptions of the person that Nog gave you. After speaking to a few individuals, they point you in the direction of a house that seems to be sort of a, yeah, a squat domicile that seems to be made out of clay. There are a lot like it. It seems to be arranged in some sort of a wall pattern, almost like um, holes in the side of a cliff. Alright, so, yeah. Chris, I realize that you probably had something planned here, but for the sake of bringing that into the game... Yeah, yeah. Can we just speed this sure, along? Sure, uh, You find the bugbear that Nog was talking about, and after speaking with her, you tell her about Nog's uh, situation. And so uh, she's very happy that she's able to get in touch with him. All right. Uh, I approach the subject of a special visit. Private time visit. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Uh, she sa- she's totally amenable to that. They were planning on something similar before this whole event went down. Ah, okay then. Good. Too much information. Yeah. <laughs> Good to know. Um, I'll probably, like, talk to them in a day or so. Okay. So, you guys are gonna head back home, then. Or you're gonna head back home. Uh, I go to a, I go to a florist. Okay. I get two tall plants. Sure. Then I go to a party store. Sure. And then I go back to the, uh, go back to the precinct after everyone's gone, and I set some stuff up, and we'll yeah. see it tomorrow. You know, oh. just dead cut flowers. Surely this will not piss off the so place. And Chip, how about you? Uh, were there any sentient myths that we didn't talk to? Mm, let me think for just a moment. There is the troll that you guys arrested in relation to the Hydra stuff that went on. Uh, his name is Drip. Uh, so he's imprisoned at the moment. Um, aside from him, just I'm just doing a mental checklist of everything. Uh, I don't think so. The only yeah. other one, I think, is the litmus bird, but that's not yeah. sentient. Uh, yeah, just the troll, really. Oh, and the Myrmidon, but that's like... Yeah, and the yeah. Myrmidon, but he's in a pack of Quincy, and he's okay. Yes. I'm gonna say that you checked in with him, Quincy. He's doing very well. Yeah. Alright, yeah, so... If memory serves, Drip is very easily intimidated. Yes. So I, I'm just gonna go up to Drip and say... Drip? What do you want, then? Uh, yeah, Drip's in his own cell, and he's just, uh... Yeah, hunched over, sitting on the bench at the back of his cell. We're going to have a very important person coming in tomorrow. So? So you need to be on your best behavior. Oh, well, darling. So, Chip puts his boot up against the the, uh, the door, like, kicks it to rattle the cage a bit. Okay. Rattle the cage. Roll intimidate. Guess what? I have skills in this. Uh, let's see, that's 18 plus... Jeez, 18 plus? No, he rolled 18. I rolled 18. And, yeah. and you add what else? Uh, let's see, uh, that's plus 11, so... 29. <laughs> okay, well, he's gonna make a will saving throw, but... 
Yeah. Um, just a sec. All right. So yeah, uh, he just <laughs> and leaps a bit off the bench, looking at you at the heavy stomp that has rattled uh, the entirety of his uh, cube. Uh huh. You're going to be on your best behavior. Fine. Whatever. Lock up. Lock up. Cap. Fine. Whatever. Now what we have here is a failure to communicate. <laughs> <laughs> Best behavior, sure. Bright and early and all that. Yes, sir. No, sir. Good. I'm glad we understand each other. Uh, and so with that, he just uh, snorts a bit and just hunches in on himself a little further. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, with that, uh, you're finished up for the day? Yep. Okay, so if everybody's good, then we'll move on to the next day. So, um, the morning comes. 8 a.m. is the scheduled arrival of, uh, Iris. And so all of the officers are gathered together in the front lobby, all of them dressed as well as they can. Uh, yeah, Fitz and Pepper have put on their clean shirts today. Um, in addition, uh, Hightower is decked out with all of his bells and whistles, so to speak, like all of his medals and his coat and stuff, and... Buttermaker is there as well, looking very uncomfortable and very, like, I really wish I didn't have to be here, but he's there. And the three of you are there, as well as Jack. And so, you guys are just getting ready, and eventually, um, you see, or sense, rather, a sense of stillness in the air as, slowly but surely, a very tall woman, Iris, the Grove Mother, steps towards the front doors of the precinct and comes the doors slide open as she comes inside ducking ever so slightly to clear the door frame on either side of her are a pair of handmaidens and following behind those three is a myth Yvette would you like to describe your character yeah sure but are you sure that this person is a myth because this person just looks like, like a, a human. Like a human. Okay, well, describe well, the human-looking Iris isn't immediately backhanding you away from her, so it's an assumed thing. Uh, yes. So, this uh, person is basically kind of looks like like old-school like vampire lady. Hmm. So like long white hair, long black hair, oh, black hair, very pale white skin, wearing like one of those long, tight fitting black dresses with the the you know the the the, the, the Morticia sleeves. Adams yeah, look, basically. the basically sleeves, the long black fingernails, like that whole kind of vibe, <laughs> and it's kind of like a moving in a slightly odd way. That's like a, almost like she's like hovering over the difficult ground. Difficult to describe, but like something about her movements doesn't seem quite human to you. Is it? Is it like she's not like bobbing up and down? She's kind of like moving state, state, yeah, steadily. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. It's a little weird mm. look. Yeah. And as uh, as they enter, uh, oh, oh, and she has oh. red eyes. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> that might be a giveaway. So Quincy, <laughs> as they enter, there's a uh, in the middle of the precinct, like smack down in the middle. There's two potted plants. Which are alive. Yeah. And they're tall and they're suspended. And and, and between them suspended is a shoddily, like, kind of taped together 
It looks like a birthday sign and like uh, some sort of like anniversary. And then it just says, happy, welcome, oh, no. <laughs> together. And, and, and Quincy has both his arms out, like, pointing at it, like, eh? And, it's, and as soon as she walks in and sees this, Hightower just looks at the plant, looks back at her, then wide-eyed looks at the plants and the cards, and at you, Quincy is like, when the hell did he put those up? <laughs> How do we not notice this? Uh, he quickly runs forward, steps in front of the plants. Uh, uh, <clears throat> Grove Mother. Uh, my name, I believe we've spoken on the phone. My name is James Hightower. I, <clears throat> I'm one of the superiors of the Mythos unit here at Scotland Yard. And he extends his hand, and Iris regards it for a moment, up at him. Then she slowly extends a hand, almost hesitantly, and just gives it the briefest of shakes before returning it to her side. And, yes, you know who I am, detective. Is if that is your rank? Uh, <laughs> if uh, that's really your name, <laughs> it would be sergeant. She looks at you, Franklin, and just gives a brief nod. And I sort of do the same. And so, and in addition, I have also brought someone who I feel would be interested in the position that we mentioned earlier. And she steps aside and gestures to you. Aha! Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Greetings, humans. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. That's just the best thing. It's just like you said, just greetings, humans. Yes, yes. And she also does like a hand kind of wave, like, like a queen yeah, wave. Yeah, like a slow gesture. <laughs> I just, I, I like not. Quincy's just nodding. Yeah. Um, I'll give you a fake point if you decide to introduce yourself. Oh, okay. I'll walk up to her. <laughs> I, I extend my hand. Are you the new team member? I am Thalestra. Oh, Quincy, nice to meet you. I, I shake your hand. <laughs> You've got such a good heartbeat. And as you shake, um... What does, I, feel, what does your hand feel like? You uh, it feels it? very cold. Oh. It feels like regular human skin, but quite cold. Oh. So, Hightower's oh. just... <clears throat> and, and he just is You should buy great. a pair of gloves. He just walks over, puts a hand on your shoulder. She smiles shoulder. very, she smiles very, like, creepily at you. She puts a hand on your I'm shoulder. I'm <laughs> And he steers you away physically. Now then, I believe that we promised you a tour of the precinct, uh, Lady Grove Mother. And so with this, he begins showing her around, uh, first introducing her to the Koma Inu. Uh, well, the competition has been concluded to name it, and he is now sporting a large collar with the tag Waffles on it. <laughs> so, yeah, he's uh, he is standing very readily at attention while Iris examines him. Then she is led over into the work area, and he is showing her around, showing all the desks where you guys work and stuff, and she's just, she has a very passive expression on her face as she's walking around, just taking everything in slowly. Then, uh, she hears a... <laughs> And she turns and sees the little pen that Jack has made for Fisher. Also, if you look at his bowl, it is filled with fruit. Yeah. Just like a pile. As if someone had just put all the food provided (laughs) into the bowl. Yeah. Um, At this, uh, she stops. And for the first moment, you can see shock and awe come across her face as she sees it. Ah. And she just, yeah, and she just raises a hand to her neckline and a lamb of tartary. 
and she just uh, walks forward slowly, one step at a time. Then she kneels in front of the little creature. Shit. She looks like a baby goat to me. <laughs> so, one has not been seen for thousands of years. I, like, shoot a look at Jack, and I'm like, did you know about this? And Jack is just raising both of his hands helplessly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, she turns. How long has he been in your possession? I look at Jack. And so, I... <laughs> uh, well, uh, he's a couple of days out. I mean, I've kind of been uh, looking after him at my place. And the, he has been here in this cage of steel and stone and not out in the forest. So, uh, uh, I mean, I've, I've taken him to the pack a couple times, but uh, so this is something else that we shall have to discuss. But for now, she kneels and picks uh, the little guy up and she just holds him in her arms and the goat just kind of blinks once then slowly goes to sleep. They're very comfortable looking. Let us continue. So while Iris is walking away, Blackmore does the standard, like, silent conversation of, what the fuck, man? And Jack is doing the equally uh, uh, traditional man. silent conversation of, I have no idea, I'm, I know as much as you do. Quincy is smiling and nodding. Yeah. <laughs> so then Iris is led to the armory, where she's shown all of the tools that you guys work with on a daily basis, and then... She is led to the holding cells, and one by one, she is shown all of the non-sentient myths, and she nods at each one, just, uh, uh, she asks for explanations as to why they're kept in this way, but she seems to be satisfied somewhat. It's hard to tell. She seems very impassive about a lot of things, but she just nods and then moves on to the next one, and one by one, all of the animals are taken care of before she is shown to the area with the myths. Or the, uh, essentially, the sentient myths. And she speaks with all of the prisoners one by one. First are the dwarves, and they seem to be very satisfied with their living conditions as they're being given beer, food, and they're given a chance to work out a forge. She nods at looking at all of their conditions, and then she is led over to the next section, which has Nog. After speaking with him, well, Frank, uh, Franklin, you were able to tell him that you located his friend and she'd be by yeah. soon. And after giving him a description of what she looked like, he seemed very satisfied with this. So he, you know, uh, says the exact same thing that he's being treated well. And then she goes to drip and he just gives a very hasty, uh, like a few one word sentences. But, but essentially, yeah, he seems as though. Yeah, he just says that he's not being treated unfairly or anything like that. Mm. And her lip curls a little bit at this last bit, but then she, yeah, moves on from that. Well, this does seem interesting. Detectives, if I could speak with each of you for a moment. And at this, uh, hi, talk, and if I may... I was hoping that I might also speak with your representative, as it were. So that is acceptable as well. Right. So, Miss... Uh, what did you say your name was? Thalestra. Thalestra? <laughs> can, can you put, like, a little, like, verbal, like, bat sound or something? <laughs> 
Don't worry. The Castlevania riff goes off. Why don't we speak in here? And he leads you into a side room uh, with a like a table and a couple of chairs, and he invites you to sit. So he sits down across from you with a piece of paper. I don't sit. Okay. I hover in the air. <laughs> All right. Uh, what can you tell me about yourself? I say, <clears throat> I have certain abilities that may be of use to you in your investigations. I see. Any areas of expertise that you'd say you do particularly well in? What would you say is your greatest weakness? (laughs) (laughs) Hunting. Hunting? Uh, Would you care to elaborate? Um, Let me see. I can say no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No. (laughs) I know, I'm just like, Well, let me see. Uh, I kind of want to just, like, web him. Okay, so, yeah, you can do that. Okay. So I'm what, just going to assault the interviewer. What do I, what do I roll to do um, that? I'm just like... Okay, so roll uh, snare. So okay. roll these two dice and add five to the result. Okay, I've got my own. Okay, awesome. Okay, so it's just... So what it is, is you roll the two, and then yes. you do the plus whatever on the side? Um, roll those two. Uh, you see it's listed here, snare mm-hmm. and the plus yeah. five? Yeah. Nine. Nineteen. All right. Yeah, nineteen. So, um, you extend your hand towards him, and suddenly with a flick of your wrist, a line of webbing shoots out and immediately, like, crosses over him, pinning him to the chair, and soon he looks... Oh, 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 and then I pull him closer. <laughs> and ah, yes, the power move! He's just dead... And smile. <laughs> he's just dead silent. Yeah, he is just meeting your gaze unflinchingly. I see. Do you mind... untying me? Uh, <clears throat> I'll just, with a flick of my wrist... <laughs> suck up all the... Yeah, so... uh, Well, that's interesting. Uh, I'm very aroused. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I've never been with a woman like this. (laughs) They better not awaken anything in me. (laughs) That moment, Blackmore knew that he was in trouble. And... Why did you... Are you interested in this position, as it were? Let's just say the alternative isn't that appealing to me. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking if this is like it's a regular job interview, and just like if you did I, this. I know. TBH, I need the money. <laughs> yeah. He's just nodding. Look, and... I like food, fam! <laughs> He's just nodding, trying to look nonplussed, but inside There are 27 his... bathrooms in this building! <laughs> He's nodding in that way that people do when he's confused as all heck and not sure what to make of that statement. Uh, I see. <laughs> well, that's also interesting. And uh, have you worked with a team? Uh, wh- how do you feel about the prospect of working with a team? <laughs> can you give us uh, an opportunity where you can play leadership skills? This is in, in character. She you just are la- <laughs> I tend to work better alone. However... I will make an exception in this case. Alright, I see. And, yeah, he just has this expression of Jesus fucking Christ on his face as he's writing all this down. 
Right, that's uh, everything that I need. Thank you. Do you have a direct deposit number? (laughs) (laughs) What is your banking information? (laughs) I don't want to hire her, but if I don't, she might kill me. (laughs) So, alright. Well, that's everything for now. And meanwhile, Iris is going to speak to, well, all three of you at once, essentially. So, she has you come in and sit down, and... So, I believe I have spoken to you before, Blackmore. Yes. You, I remember. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) And you I have not spoken with yet. Now, why did you take this job, if I might ask? What do you gain out of working in defense of both humans and myths? Well, I believe we've already discussed the answer to this question before, haven't we? Mm. Yes, I wish to hear it from these two, however. Hmm. I mean, it's all about... You're gonna get more to fuck you. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I mean, the, it's all about, uh, like, sharing experience, right? And, like... Anything that we do to make it more diverse, it's great. I really believe in uh, listening to all voices. Roll me a personality check. A what? What's that? Um, if if you don't have the skill listed, in then it's just is that a person? Is that a skill? It's yeah, a, it's, it's so diplomacy guy. is basically the idea of professional interactions going yes. well. Personality is the. You know, does a person like you per pay out the bar sort of thing? Oh yeah, I have personality. <laughs> I didn't roll that. <laughs> so, this is a very granular... Uh, no, I don't. I, I, I took diplomacy because I figured that's what it did, but I would have taken... I would have taken personality instead. Okay, we can I'm gonna level with you. Quincy's not a professional <laughs> person. Well, we can swap that over to personality. Okay. Uh, that would be a Fifteen? Fifteen total? Yeah. Okay. And yourself? I joined up to protect people. I'm gonna roll bluff. (laughs) uh, He doesn't Uh, specify what his, uh... No, he said people. He said people. Yeah, he doesn't specify what he considers people. Yeah, Yeah, okay, roll roll bluff. Roll to hide supremacy. Roll people. Ooh, I'm rolling hot tonight. Um, so great at lying. Uh, twenty-four. Ooh. A defender of the people. <laughs> and then he like shit eating. The people. The people. Like, mm-hmm. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> and as his gun is being loaded with like anti-undead bullets. <laughs> and what have you discovered in your investigations regarding? The murder that occurred a few nights ago. Well, you know, murder takes, cases take a long time, and you know, we're looking at old leads, and uh... We've managed to have Foster in secure custody, however, he's under heavy sedation due to a combination of shock and what I believe to be personal exhaustion. I see. Other than his relation to the crime, we don't have a lot to go on in the actual murderer, but we believe Foster is the key to giving us a better idea of who they are. That is 
considerable. He had that mark on his neck. Yes, that uh, would probably be something. It's uh, common from the cases that we've discovered before, essentially the killer's calling card. Yeah, but when I tried to, you know, burn it off of him with the, uh, with that attack that hurts evil, it caused a lot of pain. Yes. So we're guessing he's possessed. Or at least under some sort of ward of some variety. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Again, unfortunately, our resident knowledge of uh, resident myth knowledge uh, person personnel is also heavily injured in the hospital. Miss uh, Dubois. I yeah. see. Whatever is behind this, it had enough pull to get that uh, Gasha Dokoro mm. uh, under uh, its sway, or at least get it to hide under the house until it attacked us. I heard you were able to subdue a Gasha Dokoro. I must say, that is a considerable feat. Thank you. Now, there was one other question I wished to ask. I'm sure you heard of my proposal to your superior regarding the transfer of agents. Specifically, one of you and one of my own. What are your opinions on working with a myth, not just having one as a person to make a contract with? Uh, this I do shoot uh, Chip a bit of a glance, but uh, I'm like, well... I will literally stand in front of Chip. Yeah, <laughs> Chip, you'll have to spend a fate point. I'm going to give you a fate point. Okay, there you go. I, I'm, I'm going to give you my, the fate point I got from speaking out loud. Yeah, yeah all right. right. The societal pressure gets to him. <laughs> She seems nice. I mean, as long as she gets herself a pair of gloves, she'll be fine. Yes. Thalestra seems, well, I have to see competencies in action before making any sort of judgment call. I believe that's what Hightower is doing now. I selected... Little did I know. <laughs> Thalestra is a specialist for these kinds of situations. Specifically, she finds those who do not wish to be found. Well then... <laughs> Specifically by her in a chase type situation. <laughs> it's, she's impossible to escape. <laughs> don't, well, don't even try. That will probably certainly be helpful in our investigation. Yes. I say, completely oblivious to what she means. Well, she's surely a snappy dresser, that's for sure. <laughs> Yes, she suddenly has a a distinct style about her. (laughs) Now, the question remains, what if any of you were to come and work in Myth Town, would any of you be interested? I sort of look around. Uh, Everyone everyone looks at Jack. Everyone looks at Jack. It's like, why me? I mean, so... And at this... I mean, I... like, where Iris can't see, I start making a kissy face. <laughs> so, and Jack just shoots you a look as a shot up, and then looks, well, uh, I mean, uh, if, uh, out of curiosity, uh, Miss, uh, Grove Mother, uh, Iris, uh, if I was to come yeah, back to Myth Town, would I be, uh, in close contact with your, uh, <laughs> and the, the, You are referring to Spring Meadow. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, so Spring Meadow is one of my handmaidens, so yes. Oh. 
and it, of course you would be interacting with all members of the grove under my careful supervision. And at this she leans forward just a little bit, uh, unblinking as she stares at Jack and just, uh, but you are the caretaker of this one, correct? And she holds forward the sleeping fisher and, uh, yeah, so... Before this deal goes forward, I must insist on one further condition. This, and she indicates uh, the sleeping gruff, is to be taken to Mythtown, where it will be placed under our care. It needs to be among its own kind, especially a guardian of the forest such as this one. Members of its kind have not been seen in millennia. And... We must make sure that it is cared for properly, as the powerful and brilliant being that it is. And I imagine all of us ha- have a memory of Fisher doing something very yeah. stupid. Yeah, jumping like, into the ceiling. Yeah, like. <laughs> or uh, yeah, I like a, I remember like yesterday when I was taking care of it, I like held, I was holding out an apple and I tried to eat it, and I moved it a little to the side and it just fell over. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Yeah, you're just staring at it, Chip, and it just blinks its eyes, but one after the other, like a sort of a wave motion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, tongue sticking out of the side of its mouth. That sounds real cute, actually. Not suspicious at all. Yeah. I'm charmed. I want one. <laughs> so, I will hunt one down. <laughs> Jack. Well, uh, I mean, I've actually kind of, well, made a pact with a little. I see no tonight. objections to this particular transaction. <laughs> And, well, I mean, he looks around. Well, what do you guys think? Should I, uh, you know, like, um, would you be alright if I, uh, you know, headed over there? I well, I got my big slap on the back. Oh, good. So, Chip puts both hands on on Jack's shoulders. Look, here's how it breaks down. Yeah. Blackmore knows the precinct and all the people who work here. Right. We can't. It can't be Quincy. Quincy's yeah, yeah. nodding. And so, <laughs> yeah. And Jack just looks at you as if to say, I understand that last bit. <laughs> Tara is in traction. Yeah. Which and... leaves you and me. And you just tap her gun. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then you just reiterate, well, that leaves you and me. <laughs> well, in that case, I'd be happy to do this then. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I guess I'll speak to... Hotel about this. Um, guess I'll. Um, he turns to Iris. Will I be? Um, will I be expected to live there? And so you will be provided accommodations. Yes. All right. Well, I guess I'm moving as well. Uh, if you guys, uh, well, you know, Jack, it is a shame to see you go, but uh, bye. Sorry, <laughs> we couldn't have some sort of going away party for you. Shame to see me go. What a pleasure to watch me leave. Oh. No. no. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. But, yeah, okay, okay. So, yeah, I mean, get the circumstances, given what they are, like, it's, I think it's pretty much uh, given that, uh, yeah, basically we gotta work to figure some stuff out. So, look. I give him a big slap on the back, and I, with Renuzi, go get him, tiger. Thanks, bud. Look, I'll continue my investigations in this town. If I hear anything about the case, I'll let you guys know. Yes. And if you need any questions about stuff, you can always, you know, give me a bell. Um, and look, there's just one thing I've got to ask you. 
the man in black. You gotta catch this son of a bitch. And so he looks at you, Quincy. I know we haven't known each other for very long, but if anybody can catch him, I'm, I'm sure for some reason it's gotta be you. <laughs> for, the, for some inexplicable <laughs> reason, he hands you the shoe. Yeah, so he gives you, yeah, he heads out the door, comes back, he has the. Here, I imagine this. he pulls a briefcase out, <laughs> opens it, and it's the shoe. He's shooting the evidence. Yeah, bag. and Jack puts his hands on his shoulders. Listen, you gotta promise me that you'll find this guy. Alright? I will find him. Good. No. And his grip tightens. Promise me you'll find him. Quin- Quincy, you can't let him get away. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, man, I, I, I promise I will Good. find him. Good, there you go, You there you go, that's all I needed to hear, man. This Good. is where we find out he- that Jack's actually like a fae and you've just entered into a contract. <laughs> he already had found him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, okay, okay, good. Alright, well, I guess I'll uh, pack up my disc then and, uh, yeah, I guess I'll uh, get ready. Well, um, I'll be uh, talking to you guys soon. Ooh. Right. See you around, Jack. I, uh, I reach in down to my desk and I open the drawer and I pull out a dusty half-full bottle of scotch and I'm like, hand it to him. Oh, thanks, buddy. How long have you had that in your desk? Since we got here? He blows on it. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's like... It's like... Twelve-year-old single malt scotch. Yeah. Ooh. 19 blows away 69. <laughs> oh, this will taste ah, good. The nicest year. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> All right. So, went to the moon. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes, oh. moon scotch. <laughs> oh, sweet, moon scotch. So, so, come to think of it, this might actually hold up pretty well with a couple of folks uh, in my new place. So, with that, he puts the scotch away, then all of you head out to speak to Hightower, who's <laughs> waiting there. And So, uh, Hightower, I figured I'm going to be going to Midtown. So, I see. Well, uh, all right. It's, uh... It's been good having you, Houston, as interest... Uh, I never thought I'd hear myself say that, but there you have it. Um, do well over there. If you have anything you need to talk about, just let us know. But, uh, well, uh, he puts it on his shoulder. You're something of an ambassador for humanity on this, so don't, uh, don't, don't screw up. Don't stick your dick in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank oh, you. Jack, before you go. Yeah. Uh, the dwarves told me they had your suit finished. <gasps> he just... You mean the... Yes. Um, I'll be right back. And he just runs... <laughs> Look, that's another thing. He made that pact with the satyr. He blurs by everybody as he runs down the hallway at 50 miles an hour. So, yeah, like, papers are sent flying off of desks. Oh, for God's sakes. So, and Iris, well, after... Examining everything here, I believe that an alliance will be made possible. Our two forces will work together to apprehend the one who is responsible for the death of Winter Holly. And we will bring him, or her, or whoever they may be, to justice. And with that, and she gestures to you, Philestra, I suppose that... You shall have a new member for the Mythos unit as well. I, I look over at Hightower and be like, you know, like, give me the, the look he's, of he like... He looks really rumpled. Yeah, he's, he's like, he's very rumpled. flustered all of a sudden. Like, <laughs> yeah, Hightower is just staring at nothing in particular. 
I, I motion to the I motion back to the sign which has thus fallen over and is now yeah. hanging loosely <laughs> yeah. by one plant. Yeah. Okay. And then I like I look at Lanister and I look at the thing. Eh, eh, eh. I haven't looked at it myself. I don't know it's broken. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Felestra, uh, considering that Highmore hasn't given, uh, sorry, uh, Hightower hasn't given me any indication that she's not hired, I just assume that she is, like, uh, welcome to the team, and I also extend my hand out and handshake. I accept your welcome. I... Uh-oh! Oh no! <laughs> I give you my hand as well. <laughs> you have given me entrance into this place! Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck! And as she shakes her hand, ice cold, it dawns on all three of you that neither Thalestra nor Iris ever said what type of a myth Thalestra is. Yeah. Blackmore just assumes she's some variety of... He doesn't think it's a vampire, he's like, that'd be so goddamn blatant. <laughs> it's daylight. Yeah. yeah. There's sun out. It's not a vampire. It's none of my business. Hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna keep my... I took the off. harassment training. I know not to ask about that kind of thing. There you go. Don't ask, don't tell. Good, good, good guy. So, and as the four of you uh, stand there as Iris is getting ready to leave, and yeah... You think of what might come next in the investigation, minus a few members that you had previously, but nevertheless, uh, you now have a new companion for the road ahead. Whether that bodes for better or for worse, only time will tell, but the investigation must go on, because this killer isn't going to catch himself. And with that, I think we can wrap it up for the first session of the second season of Mythos Unit. Yay! Yay! There's the energy. (laughs) There we go. We had to build up to it a little bit. We did charge our batteries. Okay, well, listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. After a very long break, I'm finally ready to... Yeah. uh, Fuck shit up. Fuck shit up, see where this goes, and uh, throw a whole bunch of new things at you guys. So it'll be interesting to see where things go from here, but... uh, Buckle in because I'm hoping that it's going to be a wild ride. So, yeah, uh, glad to have you aboard, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Now, when are we getting to the beach episode? <laughs> <laughs> um, pro- session five. Yeah. Session five. About they yeah. have beaches in the UK. <laughs> uh, they do, but they're not ones you want to go to. Yeah. <laughs> to quote Snatch, we've got sandy beaches. Yeah, and who the fuck wants to see them? Good night, everybody. Good night. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at listentothesenerds.tumblr.com or on Twitter at LTTNCast. All our music is sourced from Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listentothesenerds at gmail.com.